Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me. Jason McIntyre, straight fire for Monday, February 13th. What, are, what should we talk about today? I don't even know where to start. My goodness, what a weekend. Football season culminated in, hmm, got to choose my words carefully on this Monday morning. It was an incredible Super Bowl. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. The final 90 seconds sucked, and I will bag on the refs for the Bradbury ticky-tack foul. Bradbury did. He did he did grab him. You know, like that kind of crap happens every play. But we'll get to it shortly. Um, phenomenal weekend coming off of a really, really fun few days in Phoenix for the Super Bowl festivities. I figure, listen, I could bore you guys with all the fun party details and how I kind of got sick there. I, I just don't, I'm just worn down. I got a little head cold. Played some hoops. Played great. Just had a lot of fun overall in Arizona. I came back. Um, I took the assistant coaching job for my daughter's game Saturday night. We got the dub. I just worn down, tired. And then sat Sunday, my son had a game. They, it's so beautiful. Uh, my adult league, they canceled the game Super Bowl Sunday. And my son's league, they pushed all the games up into the morning because they know nobody's going to be playing in the afternoon. And we played a uh, – I mean, let me say this carefully. We played a team where – the opposing coach was like a young college kid and his dad works high up with an NBA team here in Los Angeles. And I mean, high up like front office, top five kind of guy. And um, it was an interesting game to say the least. I mean, we crushed them, but let's just say the opposing coach, not the guy who works for the NBA team, but his son was doing a lot of talking. A lot of talking. We kind of put it on him. 
and then uh, I watched the Super Bowl at a couple friends' houses. And I guess I'm slowly backing in because, listen, there's a chance I get fired up and really explode here about the end of that game. And I'm not even a Phillies and Eagles fan. They've had a tough go here, lose the World Series, lose the Super Bowl, and pretty soon the Sixers are going to get ousted in the playoffs. I don't know, probably, what, three months from now? They're not winning the title, barring some miraculous injuries to the Celtics or Bucks. But it's been it's been a bit of a tough go. Now you could argue, hey, they're at least there. You know? I mean, hell, Jay, your Jets, longest playoff drought in the NFL. But when you lose a Super Bowl in that manner where the players don't get to decide the game, but the referees do, it's extremely frustrating. And if we're being completely honest with ourselves, I don't care who you bet, who you back, let's be real. What happened with that call on Bradbury marred an incredible game. It was phenomenal. Jalen Hurts was amazing. All that talk about, is he 100% the injury? Total garbage. He was unbelievable. Jalen Hurts was an absolute warrior. 300 yards passing. 70 yards rushing, three on the ground, one through the air. Jalen Hurts was a warrior. I thought the two-point conversion, and I'll break it down for you in a little bit, was one of the singular greatest plays of the game. I mean, if you go watch it on YouTube and you just go to the two-point conversion, there's no way. I remember watching it in real time. Like, there's no way he's scoring. There's just no room. Where's he going? He gets hit at the four and gets into the end zone. Amazing stuff. And, And if I told you, hey, Patrick Mahomes' final line in the Super Bowl, 21 or 27, 182 yards passing, three touchdowns. Are they winning? You'd be like, wow, 182 yards passing. They're either getting blasted or they totally ran away and hit. 182 yards passing for Patrick Mahomes. That's it. The Eagles defense was good. Now, the problem is Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter has now won, come from behind in two Super Bowls and been absolutely unbelievable. We can do the talk about Mahomes versus Brady. You guys could do it all. I mean, listen, Brady had some miraculous Super Bowl comebacks. Now he had Brady. I'm sorry, Brady had Belichick, and now Mahomes has Andy Reid. Andy Reid obviously is masterful. The back-to-back touchdown pass calls that Reid made in the fourth quarter was just, I mean, he was in his bag. That was just marvelous stuff. You tip your cap. You're Jonathan Gannon and the Eagles, and your defense— bent but didn't really break one pass play over 20 yards to Travis Kelsey. They did not give up a play of over 25 yards in the entire game. They did an incredible job. The Kansas City Chiefs scored 38 points, and this is where you're like, how did this happen? They only had 6.4 yards per play, 340 yards, and 38 points. Folks, The Chiefs only had eight third downs in the entire game. That's it. How did they win this game? Well, obviously the scoop and score by Bolton, which is the only blemish on an otherwise incredible game from Hurts. That one hurt because Philly up 14-7 and driving to go up 21-7. And then I, I, you could look at that play multiple times. Folks, I, I still don't know what happened. He just lost control of the ball. And it opened the door for Casey. It gave them hope. It kept them alive. 
Now, Philly still went up 10 at halftime and come out of the break, and this is where Andy Reid gets all the credit. And I know Mahomes got the MVP, and Mahomes was, <coughs> again, tremendous in the fourth. Just a reminder for any Mahomes doubters, and there shouldn't be. Patrick Mahomes against the Niners was down 10 with eight minutes left. Uncorks the bomb to Tyreek Hill. Bing, bang, boom. Chiefs beat the Niners. And oh, by the way, cover the spread with three TDs in the final 6-13. Chiefs won that fourth quarter 21-0. Against Tampa Bay, they never had a chance. The offensive line injuries were way too many. Mahomes running for his life. And it, it just, it couldn't happen. Against the Eagles... Mahomes trailing by 10 at the half. Mahomes trailing by six to start the fourth. Mahomes trailing basically, uh, it was the first Eagles trail, first time the Eagles trailed the entire postseason was with 12 minutes left. Three games, Philadelphia had been so good and they were outstanding in this game. You can't look at this game and tell me the Chiefs are unequivocally better. You just can't. These teams are dead ass even. This game was, it was, I mean, it was a great game, but I, 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 I just can't get past the refs deciding the game and not Bradbury and the defense. Now you could, you could say all you want. Hey, Bradbury, hell, he tugged his Jersey. Okay. You know what? Some wise guy is going to go back and look at every single pass play and say, look, there's a grab. There's a grab. You probably could identify 10 times. And it wasn't even like a massive grab or a hole. It was not a big one. He had his arm around him, quick tug on the jersey, and that's behind the line of scrimmage. That's it. This was not five yards downfield, 10 yards, nothing. And that's the only that's the only gripe I have with the Super Bowl. Let the players decide the games, not the referees. Because let's obviously that pass is going to be incomplete, not because of the hold. It never had a chance. Eagles give up the field goal and they're trailing by three. And now, let me kind of eyeball it here. So the hold happened <coughs> you can see i'm still nursing I'm trying to get better um uh, with 154 so remember incomplete so the clock stops they kicked a field goal go up three i believe the eagles had two timeouts so they would have a been able to go the length of the field for the touchdown or b kick the field goal and we get overtime by the way i did bet will there be overtime just a small prop uh, overall gambling on the on the day, a tiny victory. And it's a little frustrating when you make, I think I had 19 bets all told on the game. And I did do one live bet when the Eagles uh, were on defense and the Chiefs were driving on the final drive. Actually, um, I think at the two-minute warning, I bet Philly to win because it was ridiculous plus numbers. It was like plus... I don't know, 500, something, 5, 540, 440, something big. And I was like, I'll take a nibble on Eagles just in case they get the hold and then the Eagles come down and score for the win. It, you know, just a small flyer. And I had like a small victory. I'm talking like, I think 19 bets, one in game. And the profit was like so granular that it was like, it felt like a kiss your sister push type deal. You know, not, not a great one. But it was a great game to watch until, of course, the ending. At any rate, Rob G, <coughs> I'm not. I, I don't want you to put blame the referee guy in in the iTunes description on this podcast. I, and I'm not blame the referee guy. I'm a realist. It was a great game. 
the Chiefs and Eagles are pretty much, I think, this game was dead even, in my opinion. I mean, yes, the Eagles had some leads, and Chiefs got a defensive touchdown, but the defensive game plan bottled up Patrick Mahomes. Couldn't stop him, bottled him up. Jalen Hurts was incredible. And, you know, this game going overtime would have been, you probably could have made a case that this was the greatest Super Bowl ever if that game goes to overtime. And the referees just yanked that away from us because they didn't let the players decide the game. Uh, I disagree. I mean, the call itself was correct. Whether you like the timing of it or whatever, it was it was correct. The referees talked about it after the game. Even James Bradbury said after the game, yeah, I held him. I pulled his jersey a little bit. Yep. I, thought, I thought they would let it slide because of you know, the time of, of the game. And to your point, you probably could go back and watch the tape and see at least seven or eight of those exact plays not get flagged. And so I understand that point. But even without that jersey tug, they're going to be down three. And, and you're banking on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense to be able to march down the field and get the game time field goal. And, and who's to say that was going to happen? They, where, where they were doing all game and credit to them, their, their best defense was the nine-minute drive offense. So am I supposed to feel overly confident they're going to be able to march it down and get a field goal when their entire game plan was five yards, six yards, three yards, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I know that the counting stats for Jalen Hurst looked great and he was phenomenal. You could actually make a case that he should have won MVP over Mahomes, in my opinion, just based on what he actually did. But I, I don't think that that call is as monumental as everybody's making it out to be this morning. I think that Patrick Mahomes and what he did in that second half is what we should be talking about. 13 of 14, the one incompletion was a throwaway. 126 total yards. 126. Oh my. 133.9 passer rating, but more importantly, engineered a scoring drive four straight times. Yeah. That's that's the ball game. Like the yardage and the counting stats don't look all that impressive because he was never on the field, right? The fact that they scored 38 points and only had the ball eight times is incredible. It's a testament to how great he was last night, but more importantly, how great Andy Reid was last night. Yeah, you, you brought it up. Those two scoring calls that he had, one to Sky Moore and one to Kadarius Toney, to me looked like the exact same play, just run out of a different formation and one going to the right and one going to the left. But when you are that good and a creative of a play caller, sometimes being that obvious is the least expected thing that could happen, right? You're like, oh, well, they beat us on that play before. There's no way, you know, so we got to prepare because they're going to do something off of that to really, you know, throw us off. No, I'm going to run the exact same play, but the other direction. That's all I'm going to do. And so I, I understand people being upset, not necessarily about the call, but to your point, because we could have got overtime and it was a great game. But I, I don't think that that call was as impactful as everyone's made it out to be. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. 
So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm trying to think of the inverse. Is, is Andy Reid essentially the John Elway of coaches? Because Andy Reid, like John Elway, had a lot of success in his career, but could never win the big game. So his second year in Philly, they get to the playoffs. The third year in Philly, they lose the NFC Championship game. The fourth year, they lose the NFC Championship game. The fifth year, they lose the NFC Championship game. Three straight years. And Rob, as if that wasn't tough enough, in the fifth year, He's with the Eagles, with Donovan McNabb. They win 13 games and lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I believe that was the game where Donovan McNabb was vomiting in the huddle, in the two-minute drive. The T.O. Or maybe that where T.O. came oh, the, off from a broken leg and played in the Super Bowl. That's right, yeah. Terrell Owens was unbelievable. Reed lost in, let's see, one, two, three NFC Championship games, a fourth against Arizona. I think that was the Kurt Warner game, maybe? I don't know. There was a playoff game where... The Eagles, I think, lost on a Hail Mary. Or Arizona beat somebody on a Hail Mary. I'm stepping out of my knowledge here and just kind of guessing off my incredible memory. At any rate, Reed has this amazing run and never wins the big game. So he's actually fired. Now, they hired him in KC two seconds later. And here we go again, losing the playoffs to 
um, the Colts after Alex Smith had grabbed the lead. But what happened was he got his quarterback. <coughs> Just as, listen, a quarterback is, I mean, you could really argue they're tied to the coach more than any position in sports, the quarterback and the coach. And now with Patrick Mahomes, all of a sudden, Andy Reid isn't the guy who loses in conference championship games or can never win the big one. Now Andy Reid is going to be, boom, wait a minute. Are we talking one of the greatest coaches ever? I mean, he's not hes not going to pass Belichick. Well, not yet, but I guess there's a chance if he sticks around for like five more years and wins a few more Super Bowls. But we're talking about Andy Reid has now been to three Super Bowls in four years with the Chiefs. And as you said, Reid was just off the hook. Listen, I've watched a lot of Chiefs games. I wasn't listening to the announcer because I was at a friend's party and then I went to another buddy's party, a little party hopping on Super Bowl Sunday. And no drinking, though, because I'm not feeling great. And I didn't hear the announcers. Rob, did they say whether or not that play where Tony goes in motion for like half a second and then doubles back and then Sky Moore did the same thing? Did they say whether or not the Chiefs have run that all season? Oh, I, I don't think they did, but they did mention how similar the plays were. Greg Olson was the first one to point yes. it out that it was yeah. basically the same play. They ran it on the other side with yeah. Sky Moore on a high leverage play. Um, it, it was it was incredible. Andy Reid was unbelievable. So now we get, you know, a few days of Andy Reid, could he catch Belichick? And Patrick Mahomes, could he pass Brady? Uh, listen, guys, the, the, the shit that Patrick Mahomes is doing here. So he's been a starter for five years. <laughs> He's been to five conference championship games. Remember, he sat the first year behind Alex Smith. He has five 12-win seasons as a starter. Two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, two NFL MVPs. Patrick Mahomes right now is on top of the sports world. There was a moment there where it was LeBron for a while on top of the sports world, and there was Brady, and there was Manning, and there was, I think I would say Steph Curry. I don't know if you agree. And, you know, Brady was kind of still there with Tampa, but Peyton's long gone. Roethlisberger's gone. Brady's now gone. And I think we can talk about Burrow all we want and Josh Allen. And, but I think without question, Patrick Mahomes is on top of the sports world. And there's no better face for the NFL right now. Like, for him to go down with that ankle in the first half, limp off, then he had to sit for at least 35 or 40 minutes because the Eagles had a little drive. Then there's the halftime show. I didn't really watch it. I heard Rihanna did it while pregnant and then announced she was pregnant after. I don't know, crazy. And then Mahomes comes back, and as you said, Rob, second half, <coughs> touchdown. Chief second half drives were touchdown, 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 field goal. They were unstoppable, and Mahomes had that huge 26-yard gallop on the ankle injury. I mean, that's just, like, unbelievable. You can't write a movie script better than that. Patrick Mahomes is just, he's balling. That guy's amazing. Now, I guess the only pushback on this game would be, did the Chiefs, like, prove to you, Rob, that they were a definitely better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry. I can't I can't get there. This Eagles team, I, you don't want to say dominated because they lost the game. They hung 35 on KC. They had 18 third downs. They were 11 for 18 on third down. 
A couple of them were via penalty. Two for two on fourth. Had more yards, 417. They did punt twice, and they had the turnover. Three for five in the red zone. The punt was really a killer. Kadarius Tony. I'm, I'm not going to be toot my own horn guy, but of course I am. Come on. You should know that by now. So on November 13th, Kadarius Tony. I guess he had just signed with the Chiefs, and I wrote, <coughs> or no, he's playing his first game. I guarantee he'll have at one at least one huge play in a playoff game. Catch, pass, or rush, something big. That was November 13th. Kadarius Tony had a touchdown catch, and then like two minutes later, broke off, I believe, Rob, the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Now, again, I didn't have the audio, but was that the longest punt return ever? Ooh, I don't recall them saying that specifically during the broadcast. It was just, uh, I mean, unbelievable stuff. And then they scored the touchdown to go up. Hey, by the way, you, you want to look at um, adversity and how you face it? Well, down eight with about, what, eight minutes left, seven minutes left, they get the ball back. And what does Jalen Hurts do? Right down the freaking field. I mean, he throws a rope to Devontae Smith down the sideline. It, it was just, it was an awesome, awesome game. Rob, I think the most excited I was for the game was when Hurts had the uh, two-point conversion attempt. And I know I've talked about it a little bit, but... I want you guys, just for me, after this, promise me, you will go to YouTube and look it up. Because Mahomes, I, you knew it was going to be a Mahomes keeper, Rob. And I thought he was going to go up top where A.J. Brown was. There was so much down below. And I'm like, geez, I would have gone short field here. And, you know, all of a sudden, Hurts is scrambling down. And you're like, okay, this is not happening. There's no way he's getting in. There's two cornerbacks over there. 21 breaks through. And you're like, oh my gosh. It makes contact with Hertz at the four, but it's not enough because Hertz squats 600 pounds, as you know. Hertz kind of dodges it and then carries a linebacker, a number 50, just carries him into the end zone. And I jumped out of my seat and I was going so crazy. Like, Rob, I'm not an Eagles fan. You know this, but Jalen Hurts is so easy to root for, dude. All these questions about, well, is he a franchise quarterback? And he, he was not very good in the playoff game last year. And he and beat Daniel Jones and uh, Josh Johnson and Brock Purdy who couldn't throw. Guys, Jalen Hurts today, that performance, I think today, this morning, you go into the league next season as Jalen Hurts has to be, has to, a top seven quarterback in the league. Like, who would you rather have? Like, that performance, I know it's the Chiefs, but it's a Super Bowl. 100 million people watching. Stadium packed. Pomp and circumstance. Right now, the only quarterbacks I would unequivocally take over Jalen Hurts, and I don't want people to get all pissed off at me. The only quarterbacks I would take over him. And I have the standings in front of me, so I'll go through. Josh Allen, yes, I'd rather have Josh Allen than Jalen Hurts. Joe Burrow, yes, I'd rather have Joe Burrow than Jalen Hurts. Trevor Lawrence is a tough one. He's very, very good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on Trevor Lawrence for now. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Justin Herbert, I know you're not going to like it, Rob. I would rather have Herbert than Jalen Hurts. And then you go to the NFC, and it's like, well, Jalen Hurts for sure in the first two divisions. And you're taking everything into account. I'm taking Hurts over Rodgers tomorrow. Like, it's not even close. Rodgers is old. He's weird. He's the antithesis of leader. By the way, he starts his darkness retreat, um, I believe, today. And I, there will be darkness jokes tomorrow. Just don't worry. I'm, I'm going to work on some material. And then you go to the NFC South and there's nobody. And you go to the NFC West and it's like, 
I don't know, Matt Stafford or Jalen Hurts. Well, Stafford's coming off a big elbow injury. So, Rob, I said top seven. I think at this point, you got to go into next season. Jalen Hurts has to be a top five quarterback in the NFL that you would want to build your franchise around, given everything. Yes, salaries included. But, like, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. Do I like him more than Jalen Hurts? Well, we only have, like, a two-year body of work for Hurts. We have, like, a five of, of Jackson. But he wants a lot of money. He's been nicked up the last two years. Yeah, I think, Rob, is that too hot of a take? I would rather, going into next season, have Jalen Hurts than 92% of the NFL or whatever that number is. No, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I mean, again, we're still digesting a lot of this you know, this morning because it's the afterglow and everybody's talking about the Chiefs and, and then the call, but very quietly, Jalen Hurts set or tied five Super Bowl five? records last night. I missed that. Holy Most God. rushing yards by a quarterback. Most total points scored by a player. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. Wait. Most rushing yards? By a quarterback. What do you have, 70? 70. That's the most? Oh by a quarterback, goodness, That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. By a quarterback, yep. Uh, let's see. Most points scored by a player, 20. Most touchdowns scored by any player, three. Uh, most two-point conversions, one. Obviously, it doesn't happen that often. And tied for most rushing touchdowns, which is three. Jalen Hurts had, and that's why, again, I said why I would have rather had him win MVP over Mahomes, as great as Mahomes was. In my opinion, it was the single most impressive quarterback performance I've seen in any championship game in my lifetime, aside from Vince Young against USC in that Rose Bowl. Ooh, that's a good comp. That that Vince Young game was impressive. Where, where it was, look... You can make an argument that the guy going across from him is a better quarterback. And I would say Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I don't think that's really much of a debate. But in this game, on this night, in, in this 60 minutes of football, Jalen Hurts was better. Yeah, and, Jay, and Jalen Hurts was incredible last night. He, the throws he was making to Smith, Brown, Goddard. I mean, that one that, uh, by the way, and I don't want to go too much in on the refs, but the whole Devontae Smith, was it a catch, wasn't a catch, that's total garbage. That's like the Des Bryant play. Good, give me a break. And for them to review, uh, excuse me, the Goddard catch, That go look at the throw. Sneed, I believe, is a cornerback. Leaps at his highest point, and the ball goes like right above his fingertips, right into Goddard's hands. <clears throat> it felt, Rob, like Jalen Hurts had like four or five, like, oh my gosh. <clears throat> now, there was some debate over the Jalen Hurts touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. Now, I was going crazy because of Brown potential for MVP when that throw happened. Did not materialize, obviously. I want to ask you, was that an incredible throw or just a better play by Brown or like a horrible play by the rookie cornerback or all of the above? All of the above. Because... uh Jalen Hurts threw it in a double coverage. Like that's you got to be honest about that. But none of the defenders could get it. But none of the defenders could get it. And that I, I think that the corner was that McDuffie. I think on that play. Yeah, who, who the rookie. Make the play. It looked like he. I'm not gonna say he got confused, but it almost looked like because he got twisted it, a little bit. Yeah, because AJ Brown is such a physical receiver that I think he was looking to put his body on AJ Brown to kind of shield him away as much as possible. And by that point, A.J. Brown was already like a half step behind him and to his right side. So that allowed him to make the catch. Um, but, I mean, I, other than that fumble, which was like, didn't make any sense to me because he just dropped the ball. Jalen Hurts showed everything last night. 
He wanted to see if he could run. Obviously, we knew that. He made the the every basically quarterback sneak that they called. He converted. Yeah. You wanted to see him throw. You brought up some of the pinpoint passes that he made. That that pass to Goddard to me was the best throw of the night by either quarterback. You wanted to see him come back when he was down by eight points. And what did he do? He marched right down the field to tie the ball game up. He showed you everything that you're looking for in him specifically and in an NFL quarterback. And I guess what makes it tough, Rob, is he's on the rookie deal. I think his he's making like I don't know, under a million dollars. It's not like $827,000. That might have been Brock Purdy. But he's basically making peanuts because of the rookie deal. And that makes him more attractive. But from a winning player standpoint, Rob, the dude looks just like he could make every play. Does he not? Yeah. And, yeah I mean, and, and, and there was a big talking point leading up into this game. And most of it was by friend of the podcast, unfortunately, Chris Sims. Chris Sims used every opportunity he had when he had a microphone to put in front of him to discount Jalen Hurts. Repeatedly, oh. and and there was a reason why it was picked up on several sports blogs. Pick whatever favorite the uh, formerly used to be the big lead for the win, whatever extra sports Illustrated, extra, whatever one you like that there was on there, because he kept saying that this offense is very rudimentary. Paraphrasing that anyone can can orchestrate this offense and look really good in it. Jalen Hurts is not really doing anything impressive, and yet if you watch that game last night, and this has been the case all season. That running game does not work without the threat of Jalen Hurts. Yep. As good as that offensive line is, there was th- there was a reason why during the broadcast, no, you couldn't hear it. They kept pointing out how good Nick Bolton was oh, because awesome. he was the one who was responsible for limiting Jalen Hurts. And as, even though Jalen Hurts finished with seventy yards rushing, it could have easily been a hundred plus if if Bolton doesn't make the the tackle immediately. Because if Jalen Hurts can make one guy miss, he's getting ten to fifteen extra yards, <coughs> and so. Watching that game, I know that the the talk was, well, the 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 talent is so, you know, enormous on that Eagles team, and that's why Jalen Hurts is so successful. Watching that game and what we saw from him, because he showed everything that you're looking for, it showed that this past season was not a fluke, that he can do it in the biggest games against the best competition. To me. The two hundred and thirty million guarantee that Deshaun Watson got, give me two thirty one minimum, if I'm Jalen Hurts, because there's well, nobody. Yeah, but I, I, he's not up no, this off season, is he? But they're going to extend him. Oh. They already said that that he's shown everything that they need to see. That they want to obviously you want to get this done sooner before the numbers keep going up and up and up even more. But if I'm him, there is not a single quarterback outside Patrick Mahomes who can say that they've performed at a higher level than Jalen Hurts did this past season. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. 
Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know that the path here was easy, and I was, you know, I don't know if I was the ringleader, but I was pushing that narrative. It was accurate. It was fact, factually based, rooted in fact that they had an easy uh, playoff route. And by the way, you know, if you want to get granular, I know Mahomes was awesome in crunch time. And he had the injury, he did have the huge scramble. But, Rob, Jalen Hurts essentially played Patrick Mahomes to a standstill. He did everything he was asked to do and never got a chance to decide the game because the referees took it away on that ticky-tack foul. And, I, and I've said from the outset, it was a flag, I get it. Yes, it was a foul. You, I do not believe you can let a great game be decided on a bullshit flag like that with 90 seconds left. I, I think we're probably agreeing. I mean, it's third down. Like, there's holding happening all the time. And it just sucks that Hurts did not get a chance. I know, as you said, he had the fumble um, that was a scoop and score for Bolton. But otherwise, I mean, is it is it too hot to say Hurts played Mahomes to a standstill, even though Hurts was unbelievable in the fourth quarter? No, I think you're even underselling it. I think Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes really didn't get going until the second half. And and a lot of it was because Jalen Hurts and that offense were so good that he never got a chance to get on the field. That's right. I'm looking at playing uh, time of possession. Eagles obviously you know, conceded some time of possession in the second half, but it was utterly one-sided. Just I mean, listen to, listen to this. The Eagles had compar- comparative, Eagles and Chiefs. Eagles had more first downs, third down conversions, total plays, total drives, passing yards, total yards, time of possession. By any metric outside of turnovers, which there was one, Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes. 
it just so happens that the two biggest splash plays in the game both went to Kansas City, the scoop and score and the punt return. Outside of that, I think the Eagles win this game. And thankfully, because I picked the Chiefs to win, I feel smart because it worked out this way. But I can admit that the Eagles outplayed Kansas City last night. So now, eventually we might do the show live or something, but do you think people are shouting, well, what about the scoop and score Bolton had that was not counted? Was that a football move? Did the Chiefs get screwed there? And I've watched that a lot of times. I mean, you could keep rewinding it on YouTube. It is a bang-bang play. And I think one of the big takeaways is, you know, referees convene in the offseason, the rules committee. What is a catch? Was that a catch, Rob? Yeah, it looked like a catch (laughs) to me. Sure as hell. Caught the ball. And I don't know how you define football move. Like, should I ask chat GPT what is a football move? I mean, let's be real. Caught the ball, turned, whack. And now when I say turned, it was less than like a millisecond. It was like almost instantaneous that the hit happens. I don't, uh, what did they say on the broadcast about that one? Well, shout out to Mike Pereira, who for my money is the best rules analyst that no, there's he's been, great. period, on any of these networks. And that's even, not just because he works at Fox. Like I know Mike a little bit, he's a nice guy. Totally separate of that. He's He calls it almost it, verbatim. He's just like, hey, this is what the rule says. This is my interpretation of it. And I can tell you right now if I think the refs got it right or they got it wrong. And he, there's there's no like, you know, Gene Steratore is real famous for like, hey, whatever the ref said on the field, that's obviously the correct call. Right? That, that's not the way it works <laughs> out. Company, man. Yeah, but he 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 called it right away. He said, look, on that play, he didn't make that. They, I mean, it's the NFL's fault for making this such a detailed rule that now it's no vague. one knows what a catch is anymore. Because they're like, hey, it's got to be possession of the ball. Uh, two steps and a football move and then you know but then you got the goddard play where he catches it gets hit bobbles it for half a second and like well i don't know did he really catch it then if he bobbled it the first time and it's just it's really confusing so my career said it was incomplete he said right away it was incomplete pass. oh so what did he say on the devonta smith the devonta smith um catch what, on the sideline that was i think overturned right right he said that it was incomplete so he caught it with both feet in mm-hmm had it on like his shoulder or helmet or whatever. And then when he hits the ground, the ground caused it to pop Correct. loose. So why isn't that a ground cause fumble? Because when the, cause he was out of bounds. So if the ground causes the ball to pop up, you got to complete the catch through the ground. Unless, you, unless you see, catch This is it, where it gets stupid. With, yes. Through the ground. What does that mean? You have to, what, what's the word that you, that you have to complete the process. The only way that the, the ground doesn't hurt you is if you already taken three steps. And in this case, you only took two. So through the process, the process is I got two feet down in bounds. Mm-hmm. I landed out of bounds. Isn't the process over at that point? And it's that you, I mean, you could just, it's I, so I vague. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, th- this is one of those things where be, does it go back to the Des Bryant catch? Is that where all this? Started? Yeah, I think the Des Bryant, and I firmly believe from the moment that happened, that was a catch. Like, I do too. Yeah. I do too. But I think that in an effort to try to be as specific as possible, where it's, hey, you got to meet this criteria. They've actually made it even more vague and confusing because what used to be a catch 10 years ago was no longer a catch. What used to be a catch 15 years ago is no longer a catch. Yeah. What, is, what is a catch in your backyard with your buddies in the NFL is not a catch. You know what I mean? Like that. that's where yeah. we're at. So we got a great game. Kind of screwed us on the ending. 
I mean, for you to gas up Hertz and say, could they have come back with one minute and 45 seconds or whatever it is like that? I'm sorry, Rob. Like, they're coming back. Like, it's Hertz. Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't throwing like that. I know the numbers look good, but he wasn't, like, winning from the pocket in that way. They were they were just methodically marching the ball down the field, which was a great game plan because it kept 8. the Chiefs 0 off yards the, per attempt. Yeah, it, uh, it kept the bombs. Chiefs off the off the uh, the field, and that seemed to be working until the fourth quarter. Now uh, I'm trying to look and see if there were any big surprises. Oh, two prop bets that I had that lost were over four and a half rushes by the carries. I'm sorry, by Chiefs players and Eagles players. The Eagles one hit four with I think in the first quarter. Because Hurts, Gainwell Sanders, and then Boston Scott. So I'm like, oh, it's easy. All they got to do is a reverse, a trick play, anything. And they, they never got the five. Chiefs, Pacheco, who was really freaking good. What a steal that guy is. And he's tough as hell, too. Did you see that hit he took and he bounced right back? That, that's a tough kid. Mahomes, obviously. And then McKinnon. Then they got the fourth one, a Sky Moore. On, I guess it was like an inside handoff. When Pacheco briefly went yeah. out, mm-hmm. they needed somebody. And I guess they went to Sky Moore, who is a gadget guy. Um, neither of them got to the fifth. So no Well, there, there would have been a fifth if they didn't call the play dead when they threw it. Um, Mahomes threw it backwards to Kadarius Toney on uh, the uh, defensive offsides. Mm. So you would have had that one. You would have had that one. Yeah. By the way, interesting... Maybe to me, but all season, the Eagles special teams was a massive adventure, right? Missed field goals, by the way. What's his name? Hit a field goal. Butker hit a field goal. Hit the uh, cross. Um, is it the crossbar? No, it ended up right, and it bounced off. I remember firmly being on them against the Colts, and it was a disaster, and they lost. <laughs> Sky Moore had some adventures, punt returns. It was It was just not good. In the final two games of the season, Sky Moore breaks off like a 40-yard return to set up the go-ahead score against the Bengals. Kadarius Toney rips off, <coughs> I think, a 68-yard punt return in the fourth quarter to set up the go-ahead score for the Chiefs. Like, spe- oh, 65 yards, I'm sorry. Kadarius Toney, what a find by the Chiefs. And it just is weird that their special teams came through with two monster punt returns to end the season. Eagles, I mean, if if you're an Eagles fan, you're not mad at anything other than the fact that you lost the game and never had a chance. Like, you played your butts off. You were as good, if not better, than the Chiefs offensively. The defense was, I, I guess if you're the Chiefs defense, I'm sorry, the Eagles defense, Rob, that was the big disappointment. Zero sacks. I believe the total sacks in the game, the, the prop line was like six and a half, and it was getting hammered to the over because the Eagles led the league in sacks. Hassan Reddick was on a milk carton. Nothing. Total non-factor. He made he got to the quarterback and hit Mahomes twice, but it wasn't it didn't force any turnovers. Um Brandon Graham, I mean, did he do anything? Like I honestly, I'm looking at the box score. Fletcher Cox, really nothing. The Chiefs, it, it's funny because you're like, geez, these tackle numbers are low. And then you're like, oh, that's right. The Chiefs barely ran any plays. They only had the ball eight times. Just a wacky, incredible game. I, I don't really know if anybody, like, listen, a lot of people can throw up a pretend score and, you know, one lucky guy is going to nail the exact score. But from just like a 
viewing standpoint, what a masterpiece. Just an incredible game, Rob. Yeah, it was awesome. And 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 um, unlike you, I chose to stay home yesterday. I got offers at several parties, but like you, I was in Phoenix for, well, I was there longer than I was there for five and a half days. And so when I got home, I was like, you know, I don't really want to go out. I kind of just want to chill out and, and unwind a little bit after a long week. So I took my daughter to Disneyland in the morning and just ran On her. On Super Bowl Sunday. Ran her ragged, left at about one o'clock local mm-hmm. time. Game started at 3.30. By 2.45, she's dead to the world in her bed. And I'm like, cool. So I was able to watch basically the entire first half uninterrupted. Nobody calling me, nobody texting me, no random dude who barely understands football yelling in my ear like usually happens at parties that I go to or someone, you know, asking me questions about what's going on in this game. And and so I enjoy sometimes watching the games by myself because I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who are sports fans but aren't really knowledgeable on sports, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's funny. I was at a party, a lot of football fans. Yeah. And the Devontae Smith was such... The Devontae Smith like overturn was such a divisive topic because to any casual observer, that's a catch. Like, wait, what? how is that not a catch? And a lot of people were like confused and I was confused and I watch a lot of football. It, 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 that, that's disappointing. And the refs, listen, I'm not going to be ref guy and bag on him. Uh, Rob, we'll wrap with this. I did see that after the Super Bowl win, Chad Henney announced his retirement. So the Chiefs now, go into next season without a, uh, can I say, a trusted backup? Is that fair? I mean, Chad Henney's a super veteran, came in against the, not the Bengals. Was it the Bengals? The Jags. No, Jags. Jags. Came in and was incredible in one drive. I think it went 99 yards for, for a touchdown, helped out that first half over hit. Um, by look at the depth chart, their third stringer was Shane Bouchel. Anybody familiar with his work? SMU. <clears throat> do the Chiefs go out and get a backup quarterback? Given the Mahomes' constant concerns and injuries, I think if I'm a backup quarterback, I would rather go sit in KC and be part of a winner and learn from Andy Reid than contend to be a starter. Does that make any sense, Rob? Like, holy hell, Panthers need a quarterback. Should, you know, Andy Dalton want to go there? Or... um uh, Jameis uh, Winston. Jameis Winston. Should Jameis Winston want to chase paper and maybe be a starter in, I mean, pick a team you want, Houston. Or should he go sit behind Patrick Mahomes? And I know this is going to be tough for a lot of people, and they'll say, oh, Jason, you would never do the same thing. You You would never sit behind Mahomes when you could start elsewhere. And I'm like, guys, there is a parallel here. So I took the, the, the position on the Cowherd show as like, you know, the clear number two. And let's just say I've already had options or people have already reached out to my agent being like, hey, we like what Jason's doing. You know, when's his contract up? Already. So my profile is raising. And then the question is, oh, well, and I'm just going to make up a network because I don't want anybody being stupid and saying silly stuff and me getting myself in trouble. But let's just make up an, a, a network called Neighborhood Network. Let's just call it that. And they're akin to NBC, CBS, ESPN. And they said, hey, we, we want a show. We're going to put Jason on. I'm like, oh, 
obviously I have a contract, so I can't do it. But the idea, if I were a free agent, would I want to go there? <coughs> Be the guy, or is there some value in being number two? Mine, like you know, one of the top three guys in TV sports media right now, right? I mean, it's whatever order you want to say. Coward's in there with Stephen A. and Skip. I, I mean, who am I missing? Who's bigger than those guys right now? They make the most money. They have highly visible shows. They're opinion guys. Like, is there more value in being the backup to Patrick Mahomes or maybe being the starter in Carolina, if you will, Rob? That's a really good question. It's tough. It's really tough. And let's toss uh, it out. Let me let me put names on it. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Well, you know Baker thinks he can start, so Baker's not going to be a backup. Well, it's funny, it's funny that you brought this up because I read last week when I was prepping for one of the, the radio row shows, um, maybe like Wednesday or Thursday, and they were talking about um, the commander's quarterback situation because I guess that earlier oh, in that's the a day that Sam Howell, that, that, that they, they announced, I think Ron Rivera announced that Sam Howell was going to enter as the starter, most likely heading into next season. And they asked uh, Taylor Heineke about it. And the quote that I saw online was, Obviously, I want to play, but being a backup is probably the best job in the world you, of, in sports, period. And, and oh, it's yeah. like, I think that's a great way to look at it. Like, obviously, anybody wants to play, but there are being a backup quarterback in the NFL is probably like the second best job outside of being like the face of a franchise quarterback. So if you understand going into it that I'm behind who is currently on a trajectory to be like the greatest quarterback ever. There's, you know, worse ways you can make $2 million a year. Yeah. So Henny's been with the Chiefs for a while. He had a one-year $2 million deal based salary at 1.2. They get the signing bonus, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you got to pay taxes. Take you know, too much. <laughs> um, pay your agent, your manager, your lawyer, whatever. So he ain't making that much. I know, relatively speaking, to NFL players. So what do you think Henny's taking home? 900000 of the $2 million? Uh, Maybe I'm being too conservative. I don't bad. know what the tax situation is in Missouri. Just to hang out pretty right. much for So he's six been months? doing that since basically <coughs> 2008 when he started with the Dolphins. Entry-level rookie deal. Then he goes to the Jags. Two years, 6.7 mil. Then he goes to the Jags, uh, two-year, eight mil. Oh, that's pretty good. Then he goes to uh, Jags again, another two-year, $8 million deal. Then a one-year deal with the Jags. Then a two-year deal with the Chiefs. Like, you could make a pretty damn good living if you invest that and you don't get hurt. And, oh, by the way, you could have a long-ass career. Now, obviously, Baker does think he could be a starter, but... <clears throat> we need to get Chase Daniel on the pod. Because Chase, Chase Daniel, Daniel made a career being a backup quarterback. Yeah, just ask him this question because when you brought up when you first brought it up the first guy i thought about was mitch trubisky Ooh, i I, in a pinch who do you trust more henny or trubisky i I think that's easy i i trust chad henny but how how often are you gonna need him to play pat mahomes just played the last two and a half games on a sprained ankle yeah threw for had like a perfect passer rating, seven touchdowns, no interceptions in those. <laughs> I forgot to ask: did, did the backup ever warm up in KC in the game after Mahomes went out? Yeah, they said that on the the broadcast that they saw Chad Henney throw 
you know, warm up a couple of passes and then not wow. even not even like a minute later that Mahomes was, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not coming out. By the way, do you believe I mean side note, do you believe that Mahomes says he didn't take any tour at all or anything like that? I don't buy that. Me either. No way. They asked him, what did they shoot you up with? No, they just asked him, like, hey, he- hey, did uh, did you do anything at halftime for your ankle? Did you take anything? He said, no, I didn't take anything. I'm like, a little, little Advil, a little Tussin? I don't know. Come on, dude. He's give me fibber. a break. To nothing? He ran off. <laughs> he peeled off like a 26-yard run. And you knew he was grimacing, but he wasn't like hobbling. Right. You know, like Kirk Gibson around the bases for the, for the Dodgers. He wasn't like that. He uh, got that Mr. Awesome Miyagi stuff. massage on his ankle. <laughs> All right, folks. Listen, that's a long Super Bowl Monday podcast. Listen, Chiefs got the dub. Eagles were great. Game was great. Hurts and Mahomes. Andy, everybody was good in this one. And I don't want to make it about the refs. I'll just close with what I said earlier. I like it when the players decide games, not the referees. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.